Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operation space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us, just systemsaveme.com. You'll be able to check us out. But you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations. And they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to, to check them out. So each week, you'll be meeting a new member of my op squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to have you meet this amazing, amazing ops professional. She is just a smarty pants when it comes to all things content and courses and books, even like just all the types of content you can imagine. This is your gal. So Seema, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fabulous, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yes, I am too. I am too. We're going to dive into it. But before we dive into one of your masterpieces that we have in the workflow shop, I totally just want to hear kind of your origin story of how you got started in the op space, how you got started doing what you're doing, and kind of going from there. And then obviously, you can kind of share what it is that you do specifically in that sphere. Perfect. Love that. So I guess I am one of those unique business owners that kind of just snowballed into my business and I didn't do anything drastically different from what I was doing in real life. So I started my career. I think the first job I ever had was as a trainer and a content creator with IBM. And then I ran a face-to-face training business for close to four years here in India. And I did all the content, all the training, the marketing, all of this stuff. It was just, it was a whole business. So it was face-to-face, it was running around. And I just said, oh my God, there has to be a way to get online and there has to be a way to make money online. And so I started Googling and back in 2009, when you Googled how to make money online, you got stuff like CPP (laughs) click. And I didn't understand any of that stuff. And there was nobody explaining how you were supposed to go from a ClickBank product to millions in the bank. Um, Ever so often I would Google this search term and I'd keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then finally I found, I think, a a pop-up for Elance at that time, which is now called Upwork. Yep. So I clicked in and I was like, oh, this looks legit. And so I signed up for it and I went into writing and translation. Mm -hmm. And initially, interestingly enough, I was looking for jobs that were around writing and translation and I would find things that were related to training. So if somebody wanted team building or time management articles, I would start writing those. And I would just, I had a system with which I would like log in every day, look at the newest jobs posted. And then I suddenly started seeing jobs like I have a book. I'd like to create a workbook. I have a book. I'd like to create a training program or I need a training program to be made out of these videos that I did. And I was like, I can do that. I can make a training program in my sleep. I can make a workbook in my sleep. And that was kind of how I started. And so I made a big chunk of change on Elance and All of that time, we didn't pay attention to the fact that there was this whole online business space opening up, 
on the side. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of started getting clients who were in the online business space and we started becoming friends. And that's when I realized, oh, there's a whole industry around creating online courses, which I've been doing in the background all this time. Yep. But there was like this industry around creating courses and people teaching people how to create courses. And that's when I kind of said, okay, I'm going to stop kind of hiding and be more visible and, you know, brand myself as a course experience designer and tell people this is what I do and just show up into the world. So that was kind of like my story. And so, yeah, I've always been married to this education and teaching and training space. And I absolutely love it. Totally. And it's so funny that you, because a lot of people, I guess, and I haven't even heard a lot of ops folks starting in like the Elance or Upwork space, but I use like now Upwork a lot um, in my business and usually in like a development space. But I think that it's interesting that you came via like that and came kind of around because I feel like a lot of people go into online business and hear about Upwork. So it's interesting to hear that sort of story. And so really, obviously, the workflow that we're going to be covering today and just kind of giving little um, tidbits about is your workflow that's all around creating a course using only free tools, which is amazing because a lot of people think that you need this like gorgeous membership site with like sparkling unicorn cursors and like all this craziness. And it's like, how about we just start with like the content in its purest form? And then again, once you start making momentum and making money, then and absolutely make have all the bells and whistles that you want. So I love this workflow and I think it's going to be really helpful for people who want to, again, just get their feet wet into it and not have to worry about all of the tech gunk that can come with it. So talk to me about maybe before you have this like actual system or framework that you've created what were some of the tools that you tried to use or thought were just like really clunky or difficult or stuff like that Um, and then we'll go into why you decided on those specific tools in your workflow yeah so I think it's always it's fun to like keep learning and growing and just evolving your workflow as well so when I started working with clients and Elance it was all about using the Elance file system and we were working out of PowerPoint and Word doc and then Google Drive came along and Google Docs came along and I was still using Dropbox, but then I was using Google Docs and, you know, kind of toggling between the two. And so it was a little confusing for everybody. And then finally, I kind of stuck to the Google suite and I still got stuck because I was like, how do I transfer this to my clients in a way that makes sense to them where they can kind of see their entire course laid out in one go? And I tried Basecamp, I tried Asana. I tried everything and then finally I kind of landed on our star hero tool of choice. And then clients just kept coming to me and saying that, hey, you know, we spent so many thousands of dollars paying for platforms and paying for all of these softwares and we have no clue how to use them. And a lot of people who want to create online courses aren't tech savvy and they don't really know how to do the uploading and the editing and all of the fancy stuff that goes with it. And honestly, in the beginning, you don't need to do all of those things and you just need to validate your course and sell it and make sure that people enjoy going through it and get the results that you promised them. And then you can spend all of that money making it fancy and hiring somebody to do it for you. And so that was kind of how I stumbled upon this idea of using Trello to be as like the backbone of creating a free or creating your course for free and then also building in some of the other tools that kind of go hand in hand with that and putting it all together. So yeah, that was kind of my tumble into Trello. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, that's awesome. So tell us how you, I guess, suggest people start to again, integrate Trello with then again, the other tools, because obviously you have to 
get money from people and you have to let them know what's inside the course and all that sort of stuff. So what is kind of the toolbox of creating a course really simple and really streamlined? Right. So I think the first thing that you should probably do is just get Gumroad. So I think that in terms of selling your course, that's the easiest place to start because you can send an email with the file link to Trello. The reason that I love Trello more than Asana and any of the other project management softwares is just because you can share the board and they can make a copy of it and everything else is just more complicated. So that's the only reason that I picked um, Trello over Asana. Otherwise, in functionality wise, they're very similar. There's just a few things that Trello does better in terms of visually laying it out and stuff. So Gumroad is, you can write a sales page in Gumroad, which is amazing. You can send people the link. You can set up an affiliate system in Gumroad. You can have coupon codes. If you're running a special, you can put in coupon codes in Gumroad. And then what I really like is that Gumroad also has like an automated system built into it. So if you wanted to do like a series of onboarding emails, you can use Gumroad's platform to do that. And you don't have to pay for like MailChimp. So you don't have to pay for a sales page, uh, lead pages, MailChimp, and all of that stuff. You can just do it in Gumroad and it handles everything for you. So you can, you know, consistently email your customers if you want to, or if you're doing like a one week onboarding via email, you can use Gumroad's platform to do that. So that's kind of the starting point of the workflow, I would say. You know what's interesting about Gumroad is I also saw a client using it for like a, what is it called? Pre-order, I guess, technically, Yeah. yeah. which is so cool. So if you're somebody who wants to like build anticipation and get sales and all that sort of stuff, and then if you decide to go through with the project, then you can collect the money or whatever it is, like you can actually do like pre-ordering or like waitlist payment or whatever you want to call it, which I think is also really cool. So I've heard a lot of awesome things about Gumroad, actually. That feature is really cool. And then they also have a marketplace. So they have a Discover program. So if you opt to be part of the Discover program, I think they take a 50% commission or something around that. But at the same time, those are people you probably wouldn't have reached anyway. So it doesn't you know, hurt to like give them your money from that angle. And I personally have used Gumroad for a couple of my templates and they handle it really well. So I'm very happy with them. Nice. Very cool. All right. So then from Gumroad, where do we go next? So from Gumroad, I would say that you want to, the really cool thing about Trello is that you can use it as part of your ideation process. And then as part of creating the entire course and like delivering it to your students. So I would say you would then, you know, you kind of do your mapping in terms of what each module has and what goes into every lesson. I like to kind of make it visually pretty. I use Canva for that. And so I, in our workflow, I actually walk you through like how to use one of the existing Canva templates and you can use the free Canva. You don't need the paid one and to just create all of your module covers so that you have all of those there and then you can just drop it in there. So when you actually log in, it really looks like a course. It doesn't look like a Trello board. It actually looks like a course board and then people can actually see the thumbnail of this is the module video and then this is the lesson video. And so that's kind of what I start with just so that you also know whatever what's in there. And then we kind of put in the course descript in the module in the lesson descriptions because that's what you want to have as part of your program. And I like Trello because you can add in all of these extra things. So depending on how big or how small your course is, you can do 
assessments or forms in Google Forms and you can put that in there. You can have your downloads in Google Drive and just pop the link in there and it just automatically opens into the workbook in Google Drive. And then you can pop in the links for your video. And if you use another favorite tool, which I know is one of your favorite tools, which is Loom, to create your videos, What's really cool is when you pop a Loom link into Trello, it actually shows as the video. So people just like click oh. on the video and then it goes into Loom. And as you know, Loom is awesome because it has that space to put in emoticons and it kind of functions as a discussion forum. So if you don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to have a Facebook community and I want a space for people to comment under my videos, Loom has that functionality. So you can comment under the Loom videos. People can like leave you little emojis and emoticons. You can make it interactive. And all of these tools are free, which is what I absolutely love is, you know, Canva, Loom, Trello, Google Drives, make your slides and Google Slides. They're all free tools. Yeah. And then you just string it together and put it in a Trello board and share the link and you're done. <laughs> yeah, which is so, I mean, again, like people overthink like the things that you need to make a course really great. And I would love to ask like, really when it comes down to maybe one, two, three things that really help you elevate your course or your content or whatever it is that again, may not necessarily be about like, Oh, we got a fancy gamification going on or something like what are simple things that really actually make a big difference when people are experiencing your content? Good question. So I think the biggest myth that I always see is that people will teach and then they won't have an implementation that goes along with the teach piece. So mm -hmm. I have seen where, you know, people will do a module with six videos, but then only one of the, those six lessons is going to have an exercise in the workbook or something for them to do. So if someone's watching like 50 minutes of content and they're not doing anything and then they're kind of just doing something at the end, they lose interest because as you know, we all learn differently and most people need to be engaged in some way to learn. And I'd say, regardless of whether someone is kinesthetic or not, just engage as many parts of their body as you can because otherwise they'll pick up their phone, they'll like click on over to Facebook. So even if they're not like a tickety-tickety learner, which is what I call yeah. kinesthetic learners, it yeah. just put the phone in their hand because they'll be focusing at least on your training. And so mm. that's like my biggest tip is to always have, even if it's not, I know you can't always unpack a lesson and have an exercise for them to do, but you could have a journal page or you could have like mm. a prompt for, for notes for people to take. So you have a lot of different ways that you can play with that. So I think that's like my first thing. And then two is that people just put too many bonuses. Mm. And a lot of times our bonuses have nothing to do. One year bonus has nothing to do with the course. Sometimes your bonus is so sexy. People don't pay attention to the course and they run over to the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I've also seen like sometimes in, especially in bigger courses, signature programs for really successful entrepreneurs where they've got like 2000, 3000 people in their Facebook group because everyone's at a different level, then people are calling out the bonuses as answers to common questions. And then people are kind of running there instead of focusing on the course. And those people shouldn't be in the bonus section because they've not yet crossed into that level. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, be very strategic and very careful about bombarding your students with bonuses because they should really help you. And in fact, I think we do it the right way because I think creating systems and tools and workflows, that's the best bonus you can give somebody. If you can help them do it faster and more efficiently, that's the best thing that you can do instead of giving them another course or another training, give them a system or a workflow. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then I'm going to wrap up with talking to me about kind of the mission of your business and, or again, outside of your business. Uh, what is 
have that huge goal or thing that drives you to continue on those really hard days where you're like, I don't really want to do anything for this particular thing for this client. And what keeps you driving forward? I think it's a couple of things. So number one is from my business perspective, I think everybody has something to teach. I think that, you know, we all go through these seasons of life and there's a season in which you've got to be learning. And then there's a season that you have to implement what you learn. And then you get to this place where then you're just ready to teach. And it's like this, they say, everybody has a book inside of you. I think, no, everybody just has the ability to teach inside of you. And books just used to be the way that we used to do that. But now with an online course, just substitute that with a book and you've got something to deliver out into the world. And everyone, literally everybody can create an online course. I have this aunt of mine who's like 80 something years old and she was like, what do you do? And I was like, well, you know, you know, if I had to make a course for you, what I do is I will make a course on how to be a socialite and how to just be like the world's best connector because she knows everybody. She knows every ambassador in Delhi. She like met the queen when she came. She went to see Richard Gere when he came. She like knows everyone. And I don't even know how she does it. And I'm like, I would literally sit and say, okay, this is your system. When you're in the car, you make phone calls. When you sit for your evening tea, you call people in your phone book randomly and check up on them and invite them for dinner. And you have like these parties. And so I'd make a course around if you wanted to be a socialite or like an awesome networker and just know everybody in your city, I make a course on you. So I think that everyone kind of has that in them. And so I really want to help people understand that you can take what you know and put it online and you don't have to make a full fledged business out of it. You can just do it for free. You can do it as a side business. You can do it just because you absolutely love teaching and just want to share it with the world. And so that's okay. So that kind of is my mission. And then here in India, I think we just have a lot of people that would love to be entrepreneurs and just would love to follow their passions. And then because of so many reasons, they don't. And so I think that's something that I really am passionate about is trying to inspire as many young people and not only young people, but just people in India to say that you can actually make a living doing what you love. And no matter how weird and strange your passion is, there's definitely somebody out there who's as weird and strange as you and willing to pay you for it. <laughs> This is so true. I know. I think it's always fun to lean into those quirks. Like most people want to hide them. And I think that's probably just all of our inner high school selves just being like, just be cool. Like it's fine. Don't be that person. But I feel like the more that you lean into it, the more like people like you just are attracted to you. So I love that. And I love the mission. And I think again, like it can be really specific as like, how to become a socialite that that's super fascinating and how to connect and whatnot. And people, even with me, I feel like I didn't really understand that systems or being operationally minded was like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought everyone was kind of like this. And then you realize, no, this is not at all how everybody works. So sometimes maybe you need to listen to how other people like are telling you what your gifts are and then teach that. If you're like, Oh, I know if I have anything to teach, you absolutely do. And it may just be something that like, you know, you make the best apple pie ever and you just like need to sell that and show people how to do that or do like a weekly cooking class where you show people how to make it and you make it together, whatever it is. I think there's so many opportunities for that. So I love that that's your mission. And where can people find you besides obviously the awesome system say me workflow shop? <laughs> you can also just give your website, give social media, all that good stuff. Okay. So I'm at contentbysema.com and it's the same handle on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm toying with the YouTube channel. I still haven't like wrapped my head around it. I think it's a really fascinating space. And so yeah, maybe one of these days you'll find me on YouTube as well talking about 
courses and education and all that good stuff on YouTube. I love that. Thanks so much, Sima, for coming on. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you for having me. This is absolutely fun. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Save Me. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsaveme.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.